The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legiones Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k, Horus Heresy, and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with a big group. I'm here with Caro, Will, Stephen, Austin, Jared, and uh, yeah, that's that's everybody. It's <laughs> a big old group. That's with man us always. Hello. So with that being said, <laughs> it's it's good to see everybody. Well, not see everybody because we're all just talking through audio. But uh, how's everybody been doing during I'm this? Good. Uh, I have gone ahead and put together uh, some figurines that all look like you. So oh. it, at my place, we are all together, and that's not yeah. even a little creepy. Do you not want a bit. like a? Do you want a real answer or like the? The, the answer that sounds good for a cast. The question is, do you also need hair from us so you can put life into the little figurines? It's not a voodoo doll, for Christ's <laughs> sakes, Caro. I'm not... I think this is more a Norman Bates type uh, scenario Will's envisioning. Yeah. Ooh, look at like. that bunny playpen, dude. <laughs> to, answer your, uh, question, to answer your question, Stephen, um, yeah, it, it's a podcast. You can say whatever's on your mind, so... Well, good, because okay. boy, let me well, tell you, the walls are earlier, <laughs> Earlier, Kara was talking about getting more bunnies, and I brought up the fact that she should start a bunny ranch. And then I had to correct myself because I realized <laughs> that bunny ranch was already a thing, and Kara should not start one of those. <laughs> Wait, that was already a thing? Oh, Please don't sue us, a, Playboy. All right, so here we go. Uh, we're going to go somewhere else with this. We're going to go. Uh, uh, quick, we're going to go it is way. No, I, I want the cute bunnies. I want the fluffy ones. <laughs> oh, there are some cute bunnies, all right, let me tell you. <laughs> No, they're not really cute. Wow. <laughs> Keep Austin. in mind, Stephen, I'm just not flying in that direction. Austin, how have you been doing? Great. Good to hear. Jared, how about Thanks. yourself? How you been doing, man? Catholic stoicism. And we've lost Jared and Austin. Hello and welcome to the Lunar's Retreat. It's uh, me, Stephen, Will, and Caro. Oh, Hey, I had my uh, mic muted there. It's been <laughs> ah, a while since I recorded Nerd. Oh, man. I'm, I'm getting yep. flashbacks from years ago, guys. <laughs> can you can you mute your mic? Just click, 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 echo, echo. <laughs> Fucking unprofessional horseshit is happening. Oh, there. my. But we will get through it. Putting it behind a paywall. We so will first, persevere. First and foremost, uh, Austin, how have you been doing before I uh, continue on? I have been living my best hobby life. And let me say, the fact that you didn't immediately cut me off after that and go to somebody else makes me feel like you do care. Because that's what I thought had happened the last time you asked the question. It's all about the showmanship. <laughs> um, no, I just finished up uh, Four Counts as Auroch, which makes me real happy. Um, as anybody who weirdly listens to this podcast frequently knows, like I play Militia. I played Imperial Guard. That's my life. I've actually never owned more than one, like, transport tank. Because <laughs> you like them in the mud. Just walk. Well, one, 
if had the emperor, you know, meant men to drive, he would have had them born with treads. Um, <laughs> but also, I just fucking hate painting tanks so much. So well, much, Jeff. Now you got plenty of time to do that. Yeah, so like a while ago, um, I picked up what I thought was a really good eBay deal because the guy was selling like a couple of Lehman Russes and a bunch of Forge World stuff and like three or four Chimeras. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is right when we started getting into Apocalypse. And I was like, man, I can buy these for Apocalypse. That'll be awesome. Well, as these things sometimes go, um, there were parts of all of those kits there. <laughs> uh, and the Chimeras were completely there, except for the turret and top like part with the little lasgun ball turrets. Those were just missing. So it sat for a while because, like, the fuck am I going to do? Uh, and then I found, let me see if I can remember the name of it. I was looking around one day because I was like, well, you know, maybe I can find something fun for my uh, Beastmen or, you know, somebody. And I found the Barmkin Open Topped Conversion Kit. Um, what is it? B A R M K I N. And it turns your Chimera into a little open topped. Like, it's still got firing ports, it's got pretty high sides, but sort of, uh, I don't know. It looks the, like the back of it kind of looks like those World War II half tracks, right? And I was like, my God, this is the coolest fucking thing I can ever think of. And then the thought of building and painting four chimeras just filled me with such existential horror that I ignored it for about six months. Uh, and then a pandemic happened. And I thought to myself, well, if uh, ever there was the time to like hate my way through a bunch of projects, it's now. And uh, so I gave it a go. Awesome. Yeah. And now I have them, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> it's important that you're happy. Yeah. So, like, been doing that, been doing a whole bunch of six millimeter stuff, uh, an entire division of Germans, an entire division of Russians for Weitersel. World War One. Yeah. Hmm? I don't know what that means. Keep going. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for World War One, and I am hoping at some point. Because the rules I'm using, I have for World War One, are very like you draw where you want things to go on a map, mm -hmm. and that like it kind of works itself out from there. That it can be played with people online. Oh. So I'm thinking, um, I don't know, either with you guys or maybe one of the World War One like Facebook groups I'm on, having a game but me essentially be like the GM. Okay. Um, and kind of have people give orders and then just kind of play out the game. So you would supply the armies, you would supply the movement and everything, but you would have other people being in command and having yeah. them remotely do whatever they need to do with their armies. Yeah, because the rules are pretty interesting in that you get like a picture, like you have an actual map of the table. Okay. And... You each, yeah, you each have like a division and you move like brigades and regiments around just by like drawing lines on the map. Okay, so, like, just I want them to head the, that uh, way. 
YouTuber Lindy Beige do a uh, campaign like that with a bunch of I his have, listeners? Some? I have no idea, but it would not surprise me. <laughs> um, I stopped listening to Lindy Beige once he got too deep behind like the getting paid money to do it. Um, but his early <laughs> stuff was like his early stuff was amazing. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did something like that. I thought it'd be fun because like you can run kind of as many turns as I want to do, kind of report back the results, and you can do fun stuff like you know action because there's like spotting distances right for this game like you don't know exactly where the enemy is technically speaking so it's pretty much if, like it was back then no yeah Neat. and if i'm doing it like this then i just don't need to send pictures of like you know to the german players i don't need to send them a picture of the whole battlefield once the game gets started no, until they actually know. start hitting some russians and then suddenly they're like oh god russians what are you doing and then we go from there so we'll see. That's my master plan. But I've got at least two more weeks of not doing anything, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I would definitely be interested if it's over by then. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, we're moving, so, so, yeah. so, so it's just horrible. Continue on with that. the hobby stuff. Uh, Jaren, yes. you said you were also having uh, some good hobby progress over the... Uh, past few weeks uh yeah so for those of us our listeners who weren't aware um a week or two ago was supposed to be our uh a big event um that we've been working on for since start of the year um late december we have a whole 3d printed trench section it was it was based That's off of uh, uh lost in the dam the book uh, so we've got mortals holding a huge trent section. We had all this terrain that was basically either 3D printed and then then scratch built as a as a group effort. Yeah, um, a bunch of us built it at a uh, Will's place. It was a yeah, going to be a 15 person mega battle. All this cool stuff going on in it. Had a, I painted, I want to say about 100 models for it, um, not including terrain, just militia and random cultists that are going to be on the field. Mm -hmm. And then you know, a week before quarantine hits and it's all it's all postponed so deeply disappointed uh <laughs> by that as i am i've now found tremendous hobby motivation in just adding stuff to this event so i'm working on i got 100 cultists painted up i'm working on another 60 i've painted six ogrins tractors uh more trench sections i've got uh i want to say seven or eight different terrain pieces of wrecked vehicles that i'm you know destroying with a dremel basically mm -hmm. uh that are going to be cover for the uh in the trader deployment zones as you know the first wave came down and it's just getting butchered um uh, but yeah it's actually it's been a lot of fun i've got a whole mdf kind of complex of uh, a bunch of like industrial necromunda type terrain that will hold a lot of the defensive weapons and emplacement it's gonna look insane once it's all done <laughs> Um, I mean, I've started, it, it's been an excuse now to just kickstart every side project I've kind of thought about doing, but never really got around to it. Cause I'll just, oh, I'll just throw it in here. So <laughs> I think now we're up to 400 cultists between Austin, me and Steven will be on the board, like extraneous, uh, you know, third party, nobody's in particular will be assigned them. They'll just be, you know, randomly given to players who, uh, you know, need some extra models to play. Mm -hmm. Um, I've started a 
unit of beastmen that are based on black metal bands, so they're all going to be in corpse paint. Uh, <laughs> just every off the wall thing I can think to do, I'm now doing, and it's it's got to say it's a lot of fun. Quarantine sucks. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You know, okay, doing, glad you're making the most of it. Yeah, you got yeah. You know. Will, how about yourself? You've been busy. No, I've done nothing. No? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, like, uh, I just finished last night my uh, Repulsor Executioner for my uh, APOC Iron Hands. And uh, then I did uh, half of a Breacher Squad for the Charity Army. So that was really cool. Um, just because I've never really gone into painting Ultramarines, so I got to refine the scheme a bit and... Mm-hmm. Try out some stuff, and I did them more. No, no, no. Will, know, Will, sort it's, of it's a charity. Friendly. You know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> exactly um, what you're doing with those ultra queens. I did. I, I was going to do marble effect on the breacher shields, but I figured I should save that for the cesareans. So uh, I ended up just doing like to the book uh, breachers for ultramarines. So they like have the black shields and the black face mask and black shoulders and all that stuff. So it's okay. it's been a good project. I started working on the other half of the 10-man squad and the Terminators now. And honestly, I'd hope to have them done by the end of April. And if that can happen, then I'll be a happy camper because I can um, just work on whatever I want then. And <laughs> the next project on the horizon is uh, an Iron Warrior Centurion list of like 2,000 points. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, please. So... We'll see how that goes. I'm still in the like development stage of that, like trying to figure out what kind of painting scheme I want to do, what kind of basing I want to do for that. And oddly enough, Instagram doesn't have a lot of Iron Warrior content to say. That's surprising. Like, there's obviously some, but there's there's not a lot. So trying to look for like motivation or like how other people do theirs is is limiting. But I know they're like one of the most popular legions out there. Are and they? Yet, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you look at polls that people do, like a bunch of communities will do polls, Iron Warriors are definitely one of the top three, I think. Oh, I'm I, really I have a theory for that, Will. And I know I'm going to offend uh, some Iron Warriors players here. and Realize I don't mean to, because I really I like them as a legion. But I think it's because their army isn't really Instagramming, right? Like painting... Painting metal to a like decent to good standard isn't super hard. Like right. it's not one of those things where you're doing you know craziness with reds or whites or yellows. Um, so no, no, it's an easy armor to paint, which is why yeah. it's so popular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just wondering why. It's, popular, why... But it's probably not what the guys that are putting stuff on, like trying to get Instagram followers, are going to be painting. Uh, right, they're going to be painting things that are a little trickier. But now it's going to be you, Will. It is. It's, it's going to be, be me. I'm going to be the man. Do it. Uh, and then just uh, the last thing I've been doing is just, you know, I'm teleworking. So I'm fortunate enough to where I can be in a position to still work from home. And I just end up keeping YouTube on all day and uh, watching scale modelers. And there's like, there's hobby tutorials, like how to paint mm-hmm. ultramarines or how to paint you know, this Legion and then like games workshop stylized like edge highlighting and extreme highlights and colors and that mm-hmm. there's a plethora of those. But then when you go down the scale modeling 
deep dive, like the, the amount of shit you can find is just phenomenal. Like there's a whole nother wealth of knowledge out, or well of knowledge out there that um, I'm exploring now. And I love it. That's cool. That's very cool. But yeah, that's about it for me. Awesome. I'm about 80% done with my uh, inner circle Cenobites, which I'm very yeah. happy how they're turning out. It's like I said, I'm in the, currently in the middle of a move. So it's a little bit difficult to uh, find time to just sit down and paint, which hopefully by this time next week, that'll be different. Uh, someone on our discord, I believe it was Alex mentioned that he was kind of curious to uh, see how I move my miniatures. And while I do have a lot of battle foam where I can put a lot of my infantry and whatnot into, you know, their cases and send them on their way. I still got plenty of stuff that I don't have enough space for. I found that the easiest way to move Warhammer models, if you don't have a case or foam for it, use small boxes, tape the inside of the box so you don't have to worry about little bits getting stuck underneath the flaps, use bubble wrap, and just gently wrap them nice and uh, flowy. Do not stuff them in a box and... I think that's the easiest way to do it without risking uh, damaging them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree. I think you put your big heavier stuff, your land raiders that are partially built and partially painted, and your fell blades that are partially mm -hmm. built, par partially painted, you put those on the bottom. Mm -hmm. You do a layer of bubble wrap, and then you put down your infantry, and then another layer of bubble wrap, put down your infantry, another layer, another layer, and so forth. Just keep building it up. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that, To me, that sounds like the best way to move something as delicate as tiny plastic yes. and resin models. Yeah, luckily for me, I'm only moving about 10 minutes away, so not a huge deal. I'm sure... Oh, right on, yeah. Yeah, that helps too a lot. But, you know, I guess if you're driving cross-country in the middle of summer, just keep that air condition on and hope for the best. Right. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's... So, like I said, my hobby has been kind of in a hiatus right now. I'm still trying to figure out my telecommuting work. It's kind of... I know, it's kind of weird, but hanging in there. Uh, Caro, have you done anything lately? I bought the book. Which book? The book Austin and Jared and Stephen are all talking about. The mortal book. God's Ghost? Yes, the trilogy. Oh, that's right. You got the omnibus, I think. Yeah, the om omnibus. Uh, bless. You, you are about <laughs> to be... You're about to start the Imperial Militia Army. You don't even know. No, no, no. The problem is I don't remember where the book went because I bought it before we started <laughs> breaking it. everything up. Damn it, Carol. So Why would you break my heart like this? Because it's fun. You just need to unpack everything. It's, it's time. Yeah. Yes. I mean, to be fair, it, we will have plenty of time unpacking and plenty of time to spend sitting in front of a box with the book you just rediscovered and decided to just now read. But yes, I bought a tree. I bought the whole omnibus and I'm Let's see what, where it's going to end. Well, you bought I mean, the first omnibus. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many are there. Any, uh, but Austin, I don't think I will may do a militia army, especially not after the heartbreak, after how you broke my heart with the 300 hours, I think. 15 oh, hours. 15 hours, hours yeah, yes. He wishes it was 300 <laughs> hours. <laughs> you are so mean. I was so upset at this book, and I still am, and I will not start a military army. But it's army. such a good book. Like, it is it, so it mean. But tell me that's not what life is like for the guard. I don't know. I, like, I don't want to know. That's Imperial Guard. This is just 
how the emperor is an absolute trash thing and why you should never listen to the emperor. It's just no. Look, it's, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not about because the emperor being a good time or not. Abaddon really values the, the lives of the mortals under his No, no, command. no, no. In general, if you're a mortal in Warhammer, you're pretty much fucked, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do really love that line. I'm sorry, say that one more time, one at a time, please. Mr. Jared? Uh, you need to make peace with that. that. Your life is, in fact, worthless and devote yourself to a cause that's you know higher than you. Just not the Dark Gods, please. Mr. Austin? No, nah, nah, let's go for the Dark Gods. Oh, it just reminded rocks. me of that uh, scene in the first wall where one of the... And it's not really spoilers, people, so don't, don't freak out too hard. <laughs> but uh, one of the Imperial Fist officers is talking about how, like, Oh yeah, you know they're they're just throwing away, like they're crap mutants and humans and beastmen and all that nonsense, and they're just trash people, and they're just like doing it just to give bullet soaks against the wall, and it's just it's horrible. And somebody else is like, yes. Meanwhile, we are defending the wall with like third echelon infantry units, like that's somehow different. <laughs> that was Fafnir Ron, by the way. Well, hero. I didn't want to give anything away. I was trying not to spoil anything. He's a hero. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, Fafnir Ron Jeez. was in the Horus Heresy guys. Fafnir Ron is in that book. Who is Fafnir Ron? And said words. Is he important? Be careful, guys. No, Jared. no he's just he's just a loser. He's not done anything productive. <laughs> Y'all be in his careful. Life. Hey, hey, hey. Jared's the only one here who has read Saturnine so far. I don't need him dropping spoilers while we're uh, shit talking. Spoilers. Little little tidbit. Uh, (laughs) I I was able to convince Jared to tell me all the spoilers. Oh no! Yeah, I'm sure you don't have to convince Jared to let spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I would have gone insane by now if Will wasn't my just. I almost said suppository, and I know that's not the right word. That's that's not (laughs) the problem. Surrogate. Hopefully not. So, surrogate, maybe, maybe if if I wasn't able to confide in Will, the sheer amount of of knowledge that is now in my head about what's going to happen, <laughs> and it's insane. Yeah, uh, it was it was fun to 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 watch him read the book because he'd be like, "Holy shit, dude!" Hey, and I'm like, you, "What? What? What? Like what, what, what? Watched, Tell me." You watched him read a book. Well, no, he would live text me as he, oh, as he read oh, something. Okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, this part just happened, and it's pretty cool. I wonder what it's going to lead. Oh, my God. And then, like, he would be dead quiet for, like, 15 minutes and then come back in all caps. <laughs> dude, dude, you won't believe this. I feel like we need to publish that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of spoilers, man. Yeah, just no, like, there's a lot of spoilers. Well, you obviously like, say oh, there are a shit ton of spoilers because it's Jared live texting Will about the book. Okay but I think it would be fun. I'd read it after I read the book. <laughs> well, that's the problem. They haven't released the book yet. I told Jesse, I'm going to start a change.org uh, petition to have them release Saturnine early because, you know, what else are you going to read? You know, it just needs to happen. We, we need, you know, GW needs to come through. So, yeah. If only their publishers weren't all um, quarantined. I mean, it's not like they didn't already sell all the copies of Saturnine in availability. Yeah. I mean, they have been done. Is, are, are the other books even printed yet? Yeah, that's, well, probably. I don't Maybe. Know. It's three months between the uh, release of the special edition and the yeah. regular edition. When was the special edition released? How long has it go? 
And then what? Just when do they do the audiobook? Because I remember that... Um, the audiobook is released during it, when it the normal It felt like First was. Wall. Oh, okay. Because it felt like First Wall was released relatively quick. The it First was, Wall you know? was released at uh, Black Library Celebration at Warhammer Stores. The same day they released the audiobook. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I know that because gotcha. I started listening to it as I was waiting outside the Warhammer store. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no. uh, that being said, so, all right, before we go any farther, let's, uh, let's, let's take a trip, guys. Let's take a trip down. The Where are we road. going, boss? We're, we're going to Thromus. We're going to take the road he to Thromus. He just wants to talk about the line. Part uh, five. That's where this fact. is going. Of course. You know it is. <laughs> of course. This is why I brought you all here today. Just because he wants to talk about L. Johnson. I bet you're wondering why you're here today. Just <laughs> to gloat about how badass my Primark is and how shitty yours is. Ah, it's so good. With right. your four hammer attacks. Oh, I see. You've been stupid reading, little uh, Ferris bitch. I see. You've been reading Lost in the Damned. <laughs> when Ferris only gets four attacks. <laughs> yes. No wonder he lost his head, man. He does. He does other stuff too, guys. Okay, <laughs> he's like, though. he does four attacks at initiative. Or strength ten, AP one Ooh. or two. I don't remember. What's his initiative um, five? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> and the, the the Primark Lionel Johnson had a preview of his rules today. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. So uh, yesterday. Well, we could have said it was today, and nobody would have known. It's true, but they all yeah, know now. Now they know. Way to go, everyone. Lionel Johnson. So they didn't, for truth. they didn't reveal all the rules, but they definitely gave us a bunch of rules to munch on until uh, it's eventually released. Yeah, we didn't see Sire of the, the First or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, or his uh, ranged weapon. You're right. But the, what, the things we did see... Pretty good. Fucking sick. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, it's, pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. Awesome. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. The lion's profile is broadly in line with his other brother Primarchs. What has brought him There are other profiles. Widely. Yep, so Lionel Johnson, the first Primarch. The lion. The son of the first. Fo no, son of the forest. That's me without my glasses. Primarch of the Dark <laughs> Angels. Weapon skill, eight. Ballistic skill, five. Strength seven, toughness six, six wounds, initiative seven, five attacks, leadership ten, and a two-up save, four up and vulnerable, which apparently can be re-rolled once per turn, according to the rules later down below in the, in the uh, post. Did, did you hear it? He already learned all the rules by heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. So his weapon skill and initiative stand out, as befits a renowned duelist, and they're backed up by a pair of rather nifty special rules that bolster his abilities considerably. Starting with the Lion's Collar. The Lord of the First Legion has faced terrors unimaginable by mortal man and triumphed, had vanquished foes that threatened the utter extinction of life, and is known and slain more vast than ever the greatest war engines. When he went into battle, there were few foes worthy of death at the Lion's hand, and only those that could prove by bloody defiance that they were worthy of his enmity would witness the true Collar of the Lion. When reduced to four wounds or less... Or when reduced to four wounds or less, line gains plus one attack. Increased to plus two attacks when reduced to two wounds or less. So not bad. Pretty good. And we also have an absolute focus. Among his brother Primarchs, the line was renowned for his prowess in combat, but not because of any unique tricks or subtle blade work that might confound the foe. He was neither the exquisite duelist that Fulgrim epitomized. I'm not going to read that word. Surprise. Nor the raging... Yeah. <laughs> 
epitomized. Epitome yeah. to hyperbole. <laughs> he was neither the exquisite duelist at Fulgrim Epnet, nor the raging berserker that was Angron, but rather something more terrifying. And before I continue further, guys, uh, God forgive me, I have a redneck old-fashioned day, which is a That's bourbon horrible. and Mike's Hard Lemonade. Well, this does answer one important Yikes. question I had. I was wondering to myself, had you memorized everything about this post, or were you actually reading it? Mm. I he thought was, it was 50-50. Uh, a little bit 50-50. Uh, continuing on, he fought with an absolute focus and chilling detachment, unstoppable on the attack and immovable on defense, and once brought to battle, he knew no other end than victory or death. In any assault phase, Lionel Johnson is never required to roll more than a 4-plus to hit any enemy model, regardless of the enemy's weapon skill and any special rules or modifiers in play. Well, that's pretty nice. So that, that's a rule. That's a rule that literally, in its writing, says, I trump all other rules. Like, mm-hmm. legit, how many other rules are there? They're like, no matter what the fuck we ever write in the future... <laughs> This rule will always get to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Unless they write into one of the future rules, if Lionel Johnson's fighting against this model, he will not get it. <laughs> yeah. I would love if they do it, but I doubt they will. They will. But really, apart from Russ, what could make him at weapon skill like nine? Blind. Blind. Oh, damn. Uh, the Maragall. Thought about that. He doesn't care about blind. Yep. Well, the Maragall can. Uh, can force his weapon skill, not his weapon skill, but to his to hit roll. And the Maragall has a weapon skill of seven. So Wait normally, a minute. Ooh. The Maragall. What about, a Lionel, what, what about a Lionel Johnson versus a Lionel Johnson? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In which one of those Lionel Johnsons uses stasis grenades on the other? The big question, Will. Did Fabius Bile ever get a piece of Lionel Johnson? Two Johnsons enter, one Johnson leaves. Wait. Yeah. That's <laughs> May victory go a different to the movie, I think. <laughs> All right. What? So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We've already been drinking. And right. it's the evening now, so. I don't know. I don't know if uh, you say Fabius Bile, if he got some lion. Yeah, did he get a piece of the lion? Does no. he get to clone I, the, I the lion? It. He might okay. have some Dark Angel. Uh, In Black Legion. Aaron Dembski Bowden would have mentioned it if he did, and he mm. didn't. Yeah, he <laughs> does have nice. like a ship full nice. of Sanguinius clones and Ferris clones and all kinds <laughs> yeah. of weird Primarch clones, but the lion is never mentioned among them. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that Fabius Bile just straight up has cloned Primarchs just lying around in his Fabius laboratory. Bile How fucking crazy is that? the biggest balls out of anybody <laughs> in the entire setting. The only you know, person that has bigger balls than Fabius Bile is a guardsman. You know, I don't know if you uh, saw the streaming preview a week ago, Stephen, but in the next uh, Warhammer 8th edition, War of the Spider, Fabius mm-hmm. Bile is his, effectively has his own faction in the game now. But, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Also, Fabius Bile is from Bavaria. Of course he is. Like he <laughs> He's is. from Bavaria. He Literally fracking. from Bavaria. He is. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. Yes. All right. A Bavarian hose. With his fucking cloned Primarchs and his leader hosen. <laughs> and the oompa, oompa, oompa music while he is cloning Primarchs. 
So uh, moving on to the more uh, controversial. Fabius Bile listened to Polka while, while cloning Primarchs. You've got Primarchs sitting in You can't bathroom. tell me otherwise. You've heard it Jesus, how many times is Jesse Moving on to, to the more controversial rules, rules of the lion. The lion His sword. two weapons. It's, this is what we get when we have seven people on the cast. One, two, three. You can't just three, cut it. Four, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. random. So, <laughs> just, the lion yeah. sword. Mute, a powerful, broad-bladed sword that glowed with a soft inner light and scorched those it struck with a silver flame. Its keen edge made a mockery of even the finest armor or the mightiest of foes, cutting <laughs> a clear path for the first Primarch and his legions through the darkness of battlefields. Yes. The Lion Sword. It's Strength user, AP1. Type melee, lance, fleshbane, mustercrafted, and two-handed. Right off the bat, a real nice weapon. Running at strength 7. Lance, so, you know, all armored vehicles that have a higher armor than 12 are counted as 12, which is really cool because, honestly, I've never yeah. played a weapon with Lance before, so I had to look that up, and I had no idea what Lance did. Yep. Let's, uh, he can carve <laughs> yeah, apart. Yeah, it's going to be handy when he uh, <laughs> Holy shit. starts going up against the Dreadnoughts, unlike right. her. Wait a second. Uh, he so. can carve apart Titans. So, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, so most Titans from Reaver and up have the towering monstrosity rule that you can only hit them on a 6-up. Because, you know, representing, like, it's hard to find points okay. where you can actually damage the Titan if you're just, like, a piddly little infantryman, uh -huh. right? The Lion never requires something higher than a 4-up to hit his target. So just oh. charge that <laughs> and Oh, down my God! You're right! You're right! I did not notice that! Oh, my <laughs> God! Oh. And a lot of the Titan nastiness is blast weapons. So it's only yeah. doing one wound, and you got a four pre-rollable for that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they don't, have a, they don't have a special Lionel rule for... Johnson, killer of titans. <laughs> I mean, it's a beast after all, no matter mm. if it's a mechanical beast or not. I mean, he does have to worry about getting stepped on, though. That's true. If he's in, if he's in close so combat him. with a, uh, of a titan, you're probably in trouble anyway. <laughs> But that know. being said, Titan only, a Titan's only got like three attacks max and weapon skill two. Even yeah. if a Titan has a chain fist and it's going to try and like you know just reduce him to to his component atoms, chances are it's not going to hit him. But don't they have that stomp attack? Or yeah, stomp can stomp? still remove from play. Yeah, and which can still remove from play, but like it's not a guarantee. Sure. The lion can just sit there. He can actually ping it. He can ping it. And how many points the lion? Points. Did we see that? What's that? Did we see how many points the lion is? Not yet. Not yet. No. So, so it's, yeah, Flesh Bane, so he's always wounding on a two with anything with a toughness value, which is pretty of awesome. Of course he is. Mastercrafted, reroll, missed hit, and two-handed, so, you know, he doesn't get that extra uh, attack for a close combat weapon. You know what's something Lions? I realized? What's that? That's a debuff? Yes. Tarion. What's that? He needs a six to wound more Tarion. How's that? Because uh, anything with fleshbane or poison needs a six to wound Mortarian. But to wound. just say anything with a flat wound, yeah, has only wounds Mortarian on a six. Oh, he's but fancy. Doesn't say he never has to. Oh no, it's to wound. Yeah, yeah there's a reason to take the chainsword. But yep. So yeah. well, honestly, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Looking at it we're off the bat, and we'll get to it now. I think the wolf blade is actually better. Let's the talk about it. Wolf blade, a blade so of ancient. Better. Provenance borne by the first Primarch in the earliest day of the Great Crusade, and which remained at his side even through the last days of the Horse Heresy. A masterpiece of the armor's craft, whose flickering silver teeth 
wrought a fearsome ruin upon the foe and shattered the resolve of those that stood against the lion. He the wolf used blade. it because Gulliman broke his sword. The wolf blade. Stop trying to make it sound nice. Strength <laughs> plus three, AP it's two. It's his secondary weapon. It was Melee. his primary before he met the emperor. Melee, two-handed, shred, fearsome rune. Fearsome rune, any unit which suffers one or more ca casual casualties. casualties casualties from this weapon and makes a moral check during the assault place must roll an additional d6 for that check and keep the two highest dice to determine the result. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's talk about this. The wolf blade is fighting at a strength 10, AP 2. It's two-handed, like the line sword, melee, obviously. Shred, which is really good. It's Three a war yeah. And that fearsome ruin is pretty sweet. Ugh. The wolf blade is better at attacking vehicles everything. than the lion sword. Uh, everything, you're right. Because <laughs> that strength well, I wonder 10, which one he's going to have to pay for. That's the thing. I don't know if it's going to cost like, him. I, which one does he come with by default? I that's a good question. I would imagine the lion sword. Yeah, because it's a it's, it's the kind of a signature of weapon. Two. I mean, it's a lion. Of course, the lion has to have the lion sword. Otherwise, he ain't the lion. <laughs> it, Sorry. So, just going back to what I what I mentioned about Gulliman breaking it, maybe it's a, a thing that says you know in in battles set after. You know the breaking of the ruin, ruin storm, or whatever that particular point. It could be he must use the uh, the whatever chainsword thing it is. Yeah, oh yeah, because like Ferdarabo cool. and uh, and Ferris have have rules the same way. Like Ferris can yeah. fight without forge breaker. And, uh, Fulgrim with the yeah, and uh, Fulgrim as well. Okarn. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like honestly, whoever follows that, like. I feel no. like that's never been followed to any of the games I've ever played. If you take Not a Karn single one. Cutter, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Don't take Karn with the cutter. Take that's Karn with Gorefather or Gorechild. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God made Karn to be run. It yeah. That's in the yeah. Bible. Look it up. I hate Karn, but yeah, just take the damn Paragon blade, all right. <laughs> well, if that means it, like the wolf. so yeah. So what else does he have going for him? Uh, the rest Have they the, released anything else, or just? Yep. Uh, so his, uh, they talk about his armor, the Leonine Panoply, gives him a two-up save and a four-up and vulnerable save, which can be re-rolled once per turn. For shooting, the Fusil Actinaeus is an archaic plasma weapon that can render enemies blind if they survive its blistering salvo. Lionel Johnson also has usual Primarch rules and can be accompanied by a squad of Deathwing companions as part of his Lord of War choice, making a unit to fear and respect. Yikes. So at the same time, if you're worried about the wolf blade being stronger than the lion sword, don't worry. If you got a bunch of Deathwing companions running around with tyrannic greatswords, who cares about instant death at strength 10? So right. this actually makes my uh, the lion can fight titans theory even better because they've got those shields, right, that reduce the opponent's ability to hit? Yeah, a minus one to hit, I think. And as far as I can remember, there's no, um, there's no like, oh, what's the word? Uh, condition for being affected like that. It's not mm. infantry or monstrous creatures. It's anything fighting in combat with these guys suffers well, the negative one to hit. It's hard to say because they didn't give an actual rule stat. They just it was uh, just described as such. 
Well, I guess we'll find out, because otherwise, Titans already have a hard enough time hitting the Lion, because weapon <laughs> skill 2. But like, if they have a negative 1 to hit, they're probably going to hit him on a 6. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> he no. just doesn't care. Doesn't, I think, no, 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 I think that was specifically for shooting attacks, actually. Does he still get an armor save then, though? How does it work if a Titan tries to stomp you? Do you get an armor save? It depends they, on no, the, they have on smash. The They're AP2. Okay, yeah. so well, if the Titan hits well, the line, it's just going to be stomp, No, stomp doesn't necessarily Oh, okay, you, yeah, right. Stomp. No, you're right, you're right. I thought she was just asking about generic attacks. I didn't know she was being no. specific on stomp. No, no, I just want to see if the line can get squished like a fucking fly because oh, he can. Yeah, he can still yeah. get stomped and you can still roll that six and he'll be taken out of game. Huh. Yeah, There's but a if chance. he doesn't, then he's just gonna. It's, yeah, you're betting on I, those sixes. I want to see it. I want to see it happen at the blam. <laughs> I want to see the lion fight a titan. Ah, that'd be fun. I want to see lion getting squished. Because <laughs> a warhound, what has like what nine wounds? Um, twelve, I think. 12? But a warhound, it won't really affect a warhound that much uh, because a warhound doesn't have towering monstrosity. Oh, okay. That's that's reaver class and up. Uh, but it is still funny to think that he can just, you know, charge down a reaver and glance it to death with the lion blade. <laughs> Good times. Because he's got, what, seven attacks on the charge? Uh, six. Six attacks six. on the charge. Unless he's gone down to two wounds, then he has eight attacks on the charge. That's a lot of But attacks. if he's down to two wounds at that point, it's, it's kind of danger zone. Yeah. So he'll have at least seven attacks at two wounds or less. Six attacks at, yeah. But yeah, I, it's um, pretty good rules, I'm gonna say. And like yeah, I said, we have we don't know what the uh, we don't know what the sire of the dark angels rule is gonna give him. I'd imagine it'd be something like stubborn or something with dark angels within twelve inches. Or do you hmm? think, given how strong the lion is, uh, his sire rule will have anything to do with covenant of death? I don't know. It's it's really hard to say these days. Because it seems like if you brought the lion and you somehow still managed to end up with fewer units than your opponent, like you you messed up. You did something wrong. I've mentioned this before in the ep in uh, previous uh, episodes, but I really think that Covenant Death. I would be okay with the minus D three victory points if it was if I lost more units than my opponent. Because they're as, giving us some really to just had less on the table. Yeah, because they gave us some really sweet units, but they're super expensive. Yeah, half the time you start out with fewer units on the table. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's always an uphill battle, and that oh. and that D three is rough. If they kept it that way, I would say lose a victory point. Yeah, I mean if, they they said that they'll they'll be updating Night Lord's rules with Thramas, so I imagine they'll sure. probably be uh, tweaking. Dark Angels a little bit. Covenant of Death is, as we've discussed many times, rough. Yep. It's 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 so rough. <laughs> you know, for his uh, Legion buff, I really doubt it'll be super great, because his whole thing in the books is that he doesn't really trust any of his men. I think it'll be something, sim something like stubborn or something of that nature. And he's amazingly kick-ass just on his own. Yeah. He might just not be much of a buff Primarch. Yeah, or maybe, I mean, be, or maybe something and, like uh, a plus. And Russ aren't exactly big buff Primarchs either, are they? No, Ruff is there to beat the shit out of people. 
Angron gives his men fearless, if I remember right. At least anybody within 12 inches of him. Oh, wow. Uh, well, you have to be fearless to stand within 12 <laughs> inches of Angron. It's true. That is the fact. That's, that's the danger zone. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, man, I really can't wait for this book to come out. So we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Probably next uh, next month we'll probably be a little closer look at the Night Lords, if I had to take a guess. Really yeah, curious to see how much they change, uh, if anything, if uh, they change Conrad Kurz's rules. Does Jordy need to renew rules? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's, will second say, genera- he's first a second gen, generation second Primarch. Gen oh. Yeah. The power creep is real. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, lion is, is bonkers. Shouldn't I take <laughs> a look at the Primarchs they released first, first, or at the units they did? But, you know. I'm complaining. Well, all the it. all of the first generation and, and third generation Primarchs are probably going to get updates come you know Terra era Black Books, Terra yeah. era mm-hmm. Black Books. So I want to talk about my theory. Okay. Oh boy. So I, I mentioned this in in chat earlier, but is it as, Kim as, Not not that theory. Um, is, it, is it Carol Baskin's dead husband? That's not a theory. Um, Carol Baskin's 100 percent killed her husband and fed that man to tigers. <laughs> uh, as as the books go on, we keep seeing Primarchs fight with different weapons. Yeah. Um, you know, Dorn at one point has a, a sword or a sword and shield. Um, uh, who else? You know, Fulgrim's got like four arms now. I think eventually <laughs> Forge World is going to have to release Demon Primarch rules. And I think they're going to include some kind of a Primarch armory. That you know, uh, mm. Dorn can pick from X, you know, X, Y, and Z weapons, and they'll cost this many points. I think that would be a way better uh, system than just you get this. That, that would be sense. cool. Because like Carabo so. had a sword before he started punching things. Yeah, before he yeah. started using the hammer, it would make me more sense than Pert per just you know punching things with his fist if he doesn't have a hammer, <laughs> which is kind of silly. Mm. Um, I mean, you say that until he just punches you into a dreadnought. Power fist. Rip Barosis. <laughs> I can't fist. Toxic leadership in the fourth legion. <laughs> that really toxic leadership in every legion, but sure, mm. we'll go with the fourth. What? I always the go lion with the literally backhanded a man's head off of his body for disagreeing <laughs> with him. Yeah. Dorn put all of his space sons in jail. Man had yeah, to save ship. Pertorabo decimated his legion. I still don't ever give you for that one either. Pretending <laughs> yeah, you're first go into for so goddamn mighty. Uh, Lorgar was yeah. too much of a coward to walk into the warp himself, so he sent minions to do it. Yep. <laughs> just, he did. Boy, for a faithful person, you sure are a weenie, Lorgar. <laughs> <laughs> really, the only one who hasn't dicked over their own legion yet is um, Magnus. Who has no. obviously uh, never done anything wrong? His existence is dicking over his legion. I, I was going to say Russ, and then I was like, I'm going to get shit for that. I should find somebody else. How about Vulcan? Um, yeah. How did, Vul- did Vulcan really? Sir. What? Did yeah. Vulcan? Yes, Vulcan totally. I never followed the uh, Salamander right. storyline. Uh, explain to us, Will. Expl- extrapolate. I'm, I'm totally with Will on this, by the way. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's see. They spent time to get his body and ferry it back to a fucking mountain so they could burn it. He came back to life. He said, 
peace out, fools. I'm heading to Terra, and just left his sons on their fucking shitty planet after the massacre, uh, and then just went to the webway, and he's still there. Hasn't said hi or bye to anybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I haven't followed the Salamander storyline, but I'm pretty okay. sure... No, that's that's uh, not the case. That's no, that's not the no, that is 100% that is exactly the case. Yeah, he not, drops the weapon off to the Emperor. He says, here, Dad, here's this pendant you wanted. And Emperor's like, and appreciate I, it, dude. What, what are you doing now? And then he's okay. like, oh, I'm going to just go hang out in the webway. I'll Wait catch you later, dudes. Spoiler so, alert. Spoiler okay. alert. Spoiler alert. What? Out for like 10 years now. If you haven't read it, you, you suck. But Which basically, book? Space Braveheart. Uh, yeah. It's an is old person. Is what we're talking about here. Uh, you know, Vulcan gets resurrected at the end of Deathfire. Deathfire. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, yeah. the That's cra- kind of crappy Odyssey ripoff. Yes, it's uh, it's Deathfire. <laughs> I mean, Nick Kime said it was a ripoff of the Odyssey. I'm not not pulling that out of somewhere. Nick Kime uh, doesn't have to tell us that for us to know. We've read the Odyssey. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, Deathfire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still better than Slaves to Darkness. Well, that's so, easy. Yeah, Vulcan, Vulcan and Old Earth, that kind of runs parallel with uh, Vulcan and uh, Shadrach Medjusen are the two main storylines in Old Earth, which is a fantastic book, and you haven't read it, you're missing out. Mm. Uh, and Vulcan takes two two guys, Will, is it two or three? Three. Uh, take, yeah, it takes three guys. Uh, they basically walk through the webway, um, fighting monsters along the way, you know, and, uh, they go to be. To, let's clear. They don't just go walking through the webway. They go on a fucking sightseeing tour through the webway. Yeah, they like yeah. check out all the coolest spots where the war and the webway happen. And then they're like, "Oh shit, are those custodes down there fighting demons?" Is, and, oh, is that is that the emperor that just came out? And like, so they totally watch. They totally watch the war and the webway happen. And they're like, "Ah, we 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 yeah, we're good. We're good." <laughs> Wait, so they do the equivalent of hitting war memorial sites, then posting a, like selfies of themselves on the news sphere with the hashtag never forget? Yes. Yeah, it's exactly oh, what happens. Yeah. You're the best Vulcan. Wait, and- I, hang on. Start. Hold up. Spoiler alert. Maybe if I misread this wrong, but I was under the assumption that Vulcan is right now guarding the door to the webway during the Siege of Terra. He is. Guarding the door in the the webway. What's the difference? (laughs) He's not fucking, he's not leading his sons. That's the point. Yeah, but he's being outside the door. Face with a hammer to help hold the door. (laughs) That's not the same thing. (laughs) All right. You misled me. If everybody shut up, we actually, (laughs) I am going to spoil one little thing that's in Old Earth. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. God, I'm going to get off in 30 seconds. Uh, Vulcan uh, stops by Shadrach Medicine's fleet and is like, hey guys, you should maybe not walk into this, you know, trap because it's going to be a trap. And they kind of ignore him and he just dicks off back into the webway. Is it Uh, a trap though? Yes, Shadrach gets killed and his fleet betrays yes, him. Yes, it's a trap. Who oh, can no. said it was? He gets executed by Tybalt Mar and it... Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Wait, who did? Completely... What? Who did? Shadrach Medjusen, the freaking hero Aww. of Isban. Yeah, he gets There we head. go. That's what that's what we get for uh, ragging on Fafnir Ron later. He, he gets betrayed by his legion, like his 
the the clan chiefs basically just say screw you right at the height of the battle when they could have helped him out he's in, on Tybalt Mars ship and you know, he gets aww, I see this absolute win I see this like, like, absolute I, win yeah this is great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> die a in a hole and, die yeah, in a hole full of Tybalt Mar aww. but <laughs> well. uh, eventually keep Vulcan fucking talking Steven <laughs> and uh what are you going to do, whole... lose another game to me? <laughs> you know, the, the big reason that he's there is, one, he's he is guarding the throne room. Jesse, you're correct there. He's guarding the, the door because mm-hmm. the demons are still coming and the war in the webway is still a thing. It's just being waged by the emperor on, you know, a psychic level, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vulcan also has a talisman that, should he choose to activate it, will completely wipe out everything on Terra. Well, that doesn't sound... Awesome. Scorched, like scorched to the dirt, to the rock. Yeah, we also find out fire. that um, Vulcan has the ability to create weapons of mass destruction. That's that. That's what the Emperor used him for, was a weapons of mass destructive destruction vault. So yeah. all of yeah. the Emperor's plans for weapons of mass destructions, WMDs, uh, they're all in Vulcan, and, and this the Emperor is... can just activate them, and then the Vulcan will build them and shit. Yeah. And this is, yeah. this is in which In book? a fever dream. It, Old Earth. Older. It old, oh, okay. Yeah, and just in, in a fugue state, fucking Vulcan will be like, oh shit, I'm on a peyote trip, dude. I'm going to go fucking forge this talisman and fire and shit. You want a hydrogen bomb? Just, Here's a hydrogen bomb. And then he'll just build these fucking WMDs Holy and then shit. wake up. And he's like, he's like, whoa, dude, what what's this thing I got? And somebody's like, it's a fucking bomb, bro. Go bring it to the emperor. And he's like, right on, dude. <laughs> huh. Well, that seems Peace really love, inefficient. only. That seems really inefficient. I oh, mean, what? the Emperor's just Imperial using him as the cloud. Pretty oh, much. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, he's just using him as cloud-based storage. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all That it. sounds like the Emperor. This is where I keep my super-secret folder. <laughs> don't don't yeah, open that how folder. Come the, uh, how come the pictures folder in your art folder is password-locked? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's okay. My God. <laughs> But yes, so to circle back, Vulcan is not a good Primarch. Well, none uh-huh. of them are good Primarchs. That, that was leader. the point. That was the point. Was somebody was like, "Well, who's a who's a good one?" And somebody was like, "Vulcan." <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, dude." Oh, he, no, it was, it was Austin, who did not. Austin said that are we, Vulcan are didn't are we fuck, done o- fuck the... over his own legion. Yes, we're done with spoilers. <laughs> All right, and no, you're right. I uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so that would make <laughs> Russ the only person who didn't fuck um, over his own legion. No, Russ <laughs> fucked over his own legion by existing. Russ's DNA Wait. is corrosive. <laughs> Hold on, Austin. Did you just say Russ didn't fuck over his own legion? No, no. keeping I'm, a whole planet. He, I'm gonna, he didn't. I'm gonna go grab another fashion. I'll be right back. I'm pretty sure he sent them on a suicide mission only to give Horus a paper cut. Yep. Yep. Didn't he? So he didn't do that. Like, he did that as an attempt to win the war, not as a, uh, I'm sticking around. Did you think also, that was Austin, he's keeping the whole goddamn planet as a middle-aged, freaking horrible situation just so he can have once in a while an adult guy as a new wolf. Hey, come oh, on. No, but that's actually the best way to make space wolves. Yeah, that's yeah. standard for, like, every chapter. Though. Yeah. Like, if, you're not, <laughs> if your chapter doesn't descend from a civilized world... It descends from a savage world, uh, a feral world, and that's just the way you make good space marines. I don't know what to tell you. 
So yeah, just keep your what about, own home planet and as a, as a feral world. Yeah. No, it's for yeah. it's a feral world where everybody's That's wearing. Just... Oh, I thought it was a flannel world. Jesus, will on the feral world. Yeah. The only the only two worlds that space marines come from are feral worlds and hive worlds, and neither of those are good places. Nope. Yeah, and they don't come from like the good part of hive worlds. Very specifically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I remember there no, being something no, uh, I'm curious about this. No up hive nobles getting inducted into the chapter ranks from there. Oh, guys. You know who, who is getting inducted, though? Under what what high-ranking... No, no. What people are being... In, what high-ranking people are being inducted into? Probably ultramarines. No, dummy custodians! Oh, fuck those the guys. The just steals nah. fucking rich babies and then uh, turns <laughs> them into... <laughs> who's that guy that, turns them into that, guy that sold, like, 200 babies on the black market in the 80s? That doctor? The emperor? But, yes, oh. but he's basically that guy. The emperor. Did you just say? Did you just say the internet? No. no so and like during the eighties, there was this doctor who delivered a whole bunch of babies because he worked in a hospital. Oh, so and, yeah. And uh, he like. And and you said he was selling them on the internet? No, not on the internet. Oh. He sold I'm them to other people. Say. <laughs> I mean, the proto internet. No, not the eighties. I don't, I don't I'm know. Ju I'm just like, what Craigslist ad is for babies? <laughs> There's a Craigslist ad for everything, my friend. Baby I mean, Craigslist. Distressingly true. Yeah. Baby Craigslist. Yeah. What, you, think just, because, you think just because the 80s so have passed, much. people aren't selling babies anymore? Get your head out of your ass. No. I, I saw a couple selling a baby in Walmart parking lot, and they got arrested. I can't True story. This. There's there's oh, no happy it. ending to that story. Will, where in the world have you been? Any of your stories. Will starts telling a story and he's like, so I knew this guy back in Afghanistan. I'm like, shit, this guy's already dead. <laughs> I know it for a fact. We knew this kid in Iraq. Oh, fuck. All right, anyway. Anyway. There are no happy stories. Where the hell, what the hell are we talking about, guys? We were Wait, talking about how all the babies. Let's go back to spoilers for a second because I've got a major bomb. Well, God damn it. Can we, can we not? <laughs> Can we not? No, no, we won't. If you want to have spoilers, you go talk wall. to somebody else. Yeah. We were yeah. talking we about Facebook page. God damn it, stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> we have I, I a Facebook page for this. It's not. Uh, this is not the. No, don't. Edit this out. Get out of my head. Wait for I'm it. Gonna, wait for it. This is oh, no. the lore bomb of lore bombs. I got an audio editor in the head. I got to edit this. Off my headset. Message me when he's done. Yep. Yep. We're done here. Uh, Go ahead. The embroidery work on Inwit is glorious to behold. Uh, it's it's just you haven't seen beauty until you've seen. I mean, that's a first wall spoiler from the people of Inwit. Yes, that's that's what yeah. I said. All right, and I just got Stephen and Austin to leave the the recording. That's Austin, hilarious. Stephen, you can come back now. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of yeah. Inuit, jackass, Inuit, Inuit. Um, yeah, I wanted Inuit. to say whims, but okay. What's Inuit? I don't. The know. home of the Imperial Fist, you uncultured swine. <laughs> well, I didn't know that until I read the first wall too. So, oh, Inuit. Ah. Just... Oh. Inuit. Oh right, I guess I guess Fafnir Ron was talking about how he was he was a chosen one. Yeah, 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 a baby, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm yeah. sorry, Jared, but it just sounds like. Oh, a I get, I get the joke now, Jared. I'm sorry, it went over my head a little bit, but you were getting ready to tell Zapier <laughs> Ron's story. Okay, that makes more. Yeah, no, that was good. I, I laughed. Yeah. In my I mind, it. I laughed quietly. It, it actually got Stephen and Austin to run this the recording. <laughs> well, they, anyway, they'll, so they'll, they'll return. Don't yeah, think so. Maybe. They can just sit <laughs> there. But uh, we are running an hour now. We we can go on further. But first, I would like to uh, do a few plugs here while we're uh, in the middle of the show. Uh, thank you to all our Patreon members for uh, <laughs> sitting with us and. Uh, enjoying this program enough to actually uh, become a patron and donate money to our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. It's with that is with these uh, funds, we're able to get decent audio recording equipment, getting uh, nice software so we can all get together and record. And also definitely to uh, fund our charity army that we're working on that uh, will and Carol have put a lot of time and effort into. And we Mostly can't wait. Will. We can't wait to uh, share that with you guys. Come on, Nova Thank Open you, Charity. Carol. Your bases look beautiful. Thank oh, you, Will. Thank you to all our patrons who uh, donated this month. Starting with our top tier, Jason Tick, Jacob Dillon, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Gardner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Chris Mack, and Alex Self. On to our Centurion tier, we have Scott LeMay, Andrew N., Black Label Painting, Minis by Applesauce, Angry Boy, John Christensen, Mark Henry, M. Hernandez, and finally, our sergeant, uh, sergeant tier, Aaron Maynard, Garrett Lowe, Travis Smith, Duncan, and Emily O'Hare. Thank you all very much for your patronage. And uh, once I get moved in, I'm going to send everybody who uh, donated this month a fun Patreon Remembrancers Retreat sticker. They're nice and shiny and holographic, and I think oh, they're really yeah. badass. Beautiful. They are real awesome. So yeah, once I dig those out and get the stamps ready to go, uh, you'll be seeing that in the mail here pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, be sure to check us on Facebook inst- uh, Facebook and Twitter at R30K Podcast. Instagram at Remembrancers underscore Retreat, which, guys, during this podcast, we hit 600 followers on Instagram. Yay. Sick. Hooray. How cool is that? Wow. And uh, be sure to check out our website, RR30K. That's where you can find a list of all our uh, podcasts. You can also find the Heresy or Battlefleet Gothic Heresy Compendium, which is the uh, rule set that Steven and Austin have worked really hard at. They're very proud of it. And they might hear some stuff in the future about that, which is going to be really cool. You might. Foreshadowing. Dun, right? dun, dun. And uh, so, yeah, continuing No on. further questions. Oh, Jared left. I didn't want Jared to leave. Oh, well. Kept spoiling. He's got a baby. He's got to do stuff. Yeah, I think he was. I think he knew we were coming to an end. So, okay. All right. With that, anyone else have any final plugs? Will. Uh, Forge Breaker Painting on Instagram and Facebook. Um, It's your personal studio, right? Well, it's just pictures of me painting. I really don't think I'm gonna be doing commissions anymore. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's your personal studio. Dates of undress. He's got a different point. Like, I don't know. Like, um, it's just just the place where I post pictures, people. (laughs) It's still your personal studio. Technically, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're very welcome. 
Well, hey, hey. but yeah, no, check it out. Forge Breaker painting. Uh, I'm working on some Ultramarines right now, so you'll be seeing them popping up here in a little bit. Yep, going to be awesome. And you could win those if you go over uh, once uh, the kickoff starts at the Nova Open Charity Foundation. They'll be selling tickets. Yeah, I don't know when um, the raffle for the charity stuff begins. It's something Ryan would know, so we can get with Ryan mm-hmm. or have him on here one episode, uh, hopefully next June. week. Yeah. I want to say it's usually I think June. so. But I know he's the one who's coordinating it, so mm-hmm. he'll, he'll have all the deets for peeps. It's going to be good. All right. Oh, and, yes. yeah, sorry, one yeah, more yeah. thing. Um, you're also going to be seeing my Capital Palette entry get some work here soon, mm. so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Nice. What no, is I'll be looking forward for to Capital Palette? Or is that a suit? It's in a Victor Tactical War suit. Mm. A what? Invictus. No, is it Invictar? Invictus? Invictus, I think. Whatever. Maybe? Invictus Tactical War Suit. Fancy. It's the stripped-down Dreadnought, right? Yeah. Well, I guess it's not a Dreadnought, really. It's a War Suit, but still. (laughs) We mechs now. Hey, the Grey Knights were doing it before this happened. Let's let's be real. It's true. What? (laughs) Call took one look at that and was like, hmm. Needs a but needs a roll cage <laughs> and a motherfucking Safety. big iron. Yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta Great say that's my fa- that's my third. that's my favorite part of that kit. The is the hip, like the hip mounted heavy bolter. Yes. It's good. <laughs> you can just draw. You just draw. Pow pow pow. I love it. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again for such an awesome night. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to check out rr30k.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. If you want to listen to our stuff on YouTube, maybe we'll post some videos here in the future. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool. We'll see what we can do. It's depending on how bored we get. My name is Jesse. I'm here with Carol, Will, Stephen, Austin, and Jared. And until next time, keep those dice rolling. Bye. Bye. Adios. Jesse, Schätzchen. Da 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 da